Welcome back to Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every Tuesday, we share the best practices and principles from the week's top podcasts. Every Friday, we share a bonus episode to help us build a great life. In last week's Failure Friday, we talked about how Sarah Blakely failed her law school admission test twice, then spent years working on her brilliant idea before becoming a billionaire. Every other week, we'll be reviewing a book we just read. This week will be our 14th book review. This week's book is Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. Carol Dweck was a professor at Columbia and she is now a professor at Stanford. She's become successful and well-known for the idea and the framework that she created about the fixed and the growth mindset. It's simple and it's extremely powerful. This is one of our favorite books because it's so applicable to every aspect of our life. I think as we talk about it, you'll see how it's helpful, whether it's we're talking about school, our relationships, parenting, teaching, coaching, business, or sports. This is how Carol breaks up the book, but we wanted to give a little intro first into these two mindsets. And it's important to to first recognize, as Carol says, that the view we adopt of ourselves profoundly affects the way we lead our life. So our beliefs will influence our actions. And that's why it's so important, the distinction between the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. The fixed mindset is believing that our qualities are carved in stone. So if we were were either born smart or we're born lazy, whatever it may be. And this, she says it creates an urgency to prove ourselves over and over. And this is really problematic for two reasons as she points out throughout the book. The first is that we will do whatever it takes to appear successful, to appear smart, even if it means cheating or lying. We also, it also will lead to us not trying because if we don't try, then we'll, people may still think that we're smart. The second reason this is a problem is because it limits ourselves. A lot of times people will say, well, I'm just not smart, I'm not athletic, I'm not motivated, or I'm lazy, I'm not disciplined. There's all these things where we label ourselves, and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we believe that we're not smart, then we maybe, maybe won't try as hard as we need to in school. If we believe that we're not athletic, we're not going to try out for the sports team. So that's the fixed mindset, but on the other hand, there's the growth mindset. And that's based on the belief that our basic qualities are things that we can cultivate through efforts, through our efforts. And the basic idea is that everyone can change and grow through application and experience. Carol says, the passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, even or especially when it's not going well, is the hallmark of the growth mindset. This is the mindset that allows people to thrive during some of the most challenging times in your life. And another, so just a couple more thoughts about the mindset as we intro the book. 
The fixed mindset is concerned about how it will be judged and the growth mindset is concerned with improving. And she also talks about how another way to to determine the difference between the two mindsets is how they view failure. A fixed mindset person, when they fail and they're not successful, they say, I am a failure. Failure becomes their identity. But a growth mindset person sees failure as an action they might have failed once, but they're not always going to be a failure. They can learn and grow from it. Failure can still be a painful experience, but the growth mindset person doesn't let it define them. It's a problem to be faced, dealt with, and learned from. The next interesting and helpful distinction between these two mindsets comes when we consider effort or hard work. Carol says that people with a fixed mindset fear effort and she talks about how they fear it for two reasons. The first is that they believe that great geniuses aren't supposed to need effort. But as we've talked about on the podcast, this isn't true. We've talked about how Einstein failed his college admissions test, how Edison failed thousands of times to finally be successful. But more importantly, effort robs us of all excuses. So what Carol means by this is that without effort, we can always say, I could have gone to the perfect school or I could have had the perfect job. I could have been happy or successful. We sabotage ourselves by not trying so that we can have an excuse for why we didn't achieve. The next distinction between the two is that people with the growth mindset, even though they're not concerned, they're not doing it just for the outcome, they're more focused on learning and growing and developing they still often outperform those with a fixed mindset because they are doing it for the right reasons. They are studying to learn or they're practicing to become better, not to show that they are better than others. And because of this, they're able to love the process. And the last point is that growth mindset empowers us to take responsibility. People with a fixed mindset will often blame others for holding them back or for limiting them. But when we recognize that we can grow and become better, then we will have the strength and the purpose to take the next step and we'll reach out to others for help and for feedback. The book is split up into different sections that talk about how the growth mindset enables us to be successful in sports, business, relationships, parenting, teaching, and coaching. She starts the book with sports. And Carol talks about how in sports there's this idea that someone is a natural. But when you look at it, all the best people have have had to work incredibly hard at it. She talks about Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, and Tiger Woods how they were constantly trying to become better. They were the hardest working people, which made them the best. Carol says, the mark of a champion is the ability to win when things are not quite right, when you're not playing well and your emotions are not the right ones. 
And this is so important with the growth mindset because it helps us to overcome those obstacles. When we do fall down, when we do fail, we won't question whether we should even be playing. We won't question if we're not athletic or if we're not hardworking. When we have the growth mindset, we'll keep going and we'll keep striving to improve. And finally, to wrap this section up, she talked about, she shared a great quote from John Wooden. He said, personal success is when you work your hardest to become your best. The next section of the book, Carol talked about how fixed in a growth mindset applies to our relationships. As we talked about before, relationships are really the most important part of our life. The strength of the people around us and how we can rely on them for help and strength and support is what makes us happy and successful in everything else that we do. And I love this section of the book because it's not just about us, but it shows how our fixed and growth mindset changes how we interact with others. Carol says, people with a fixed mindset believe their qualities are fixed, their partner's qualities are fixed, and their relationship's qualities are fixed. The growth mindset says all these things can be developed. You and your partner in the relationship are capable of growth and change. And so what this means and why it's so important is a lot of times relationships struggle because people think, oh, well, he or she is lazy. That's how they're always going to be, or they're not considerate, or they don't care about me. And we label ourselves, but also other people. And when we do that, we're limiting what we expect from that person. And then that changes how we interact with them. Carol says, People with the growth mindset, on the other hand, they hope for a different kind of partner. They say that they're looking for someone who will see their faults and help them to work on them, to challenge them to become a better person and and encourage them to learn new things. And people with a growth mindset, they don't expect magic. They know that a good lasting relationship comes from effort and from working through inevitable differences and this is so important because she she quotes uh, an expert on marriage who says one of the most destructive beliefs for a relationship is that if we need to work at it there's something seriously wrong with our relationship that that's just not realistic and everybody has to work at any relationship But people with a fixed mindset believe that problems are key character flaws that cannot be changed. And moving beyond just a marriage, it was also interesting to hear about how the growth mindset can help us with our other relationships and how it can help us to build new relationships as well by strengthening our social skills. And it helps us in two ways. The first is just the knowledge that we can become better in a social environment. So whether we struggle with shyness or how to talk with people, the growth mindset helps us know that we can improve and we can lean on experts and friends to help us in that process. And the second way it helps us is by helping us realize that we're not constantly being judged in social settings. 
that those interactions are for learning and enjoyment, not judgment. The next section of the book is about business and leadership. Carol talked about how growth mindset leaders start with a belief in human potential and development, both their own and other people's. They're willing to confront their shortcomings on a regular basis so that they can learn and grow from them. She says the best leaders are constantly trying to improve, not trying to prove they're better than others. On the other hand, people with a fixed mindset surround themselves with good news only. They surround themselves with yes men and women who will constantly tell them things are going great so that they are reminded of their own perfection and the company's perfection, even though neither one is possible. And she talked about how this mindset doesn't apply just to individuals, but also to groups and companies. And she gave the example of Enron, which was everyone thought was incredibly successful, but it was an, a huge fraud. And it became that way, Carol says, because they created a culture that worshiped talent. It was a fixed mindset approach where they forced employees to work and act extraordinarily talented, regardless of what they did. And so that might sound like a good thing, but the problem was it forced people to lie and to cheat. Because if, if anyone failed, it was a no-fail culture where they would immediately be fired. But then she talked about how NASA on the other side, or on the other hand, rejected people with pure histories of success and instead selected people who had significant failures and had bounced back from them. And, and I've also heard people talk about this when hiring other people, that with hiring, we shouldn't look for the perfect flawless resume. We should look for people who have shown resilience and grit because that means they'll be able to do it again in the future. And to close this section, Carol says, managers with the growth mindset have a zest for teaching and learning and openness to giving and receiving feedback and an ability to confront insurmountable obstacles. In the next section of the book, Carol talked about parenting, teaching, and coaching. So, so now we have to do our weekly uh, disclaimer that we have zero children, so we are by no means trying to judge anyone's parenting. But I think she gives some really helpful advice. She talks about how praising children's intelligence harms their motivation and their performance because it sends a fixed mindset message. It makes them afraid to try because they don't want to show that they aren't smart. Carol says, telling children they're smart in the end made them feel dumber and act dumber, but claim they were smarter. So it gets back to this idea that with that fixed mindset, people will lie or cheat to try to appear to be smart or successful. So, this, so if we can't tell our kids they're smart, this might make us feel like, well, what can we actually do? And I think there's a time and a place for it. But Carol says, if parents want to give their children a gift, 
the best thing they can do is teach their children to love challenges, be intrigued by mistakes, enjoy effort, and to keep learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. And so she's not saying that we should never praise. Instead, she recommends praising for the process, not the outcome. Focus on hard work and resilience, not results. Because the wrong kind of praise, she says, can lead kids down the path of entitlement, dependence, and fragility. But the right kind of praise can lead them down the path of hard work and grit. We should praise them for taking initiative, for seeing a difficult task through, for struggling to learn, and for being undaunted by the setbacks. And with the parenting section, it's not just about praise. She also talked about other points as well. And she said one of them is we have to be careful with how we speak about others in front of our children. And again, I think all these principles apply to more than just parenting. It applies to our other relationships and to whether that's at home or at work. Because she said if our kids hear us talking about how someone's just not smart or lazy, then they will think that that fixed mindset message applies to them as well. But she's not saying that we have to coddle our children. She says that kids need honest and constructive feedback. And growth mindset parents set high standards, but they teach their children how to reach them. And to close this section out, she talked about coaches who have the fixed mindset mentality or and how destructive that is but she also talked about great coaches who have the growth mindset and one of them is john wooden and i just want to share a quote with him to wrap up this section he said you have to apply yourself each day to becoming a little better over a period of time you will become a lot better did i win did i lose those are the wrong questions the correct question is did I make my best effort? If so, he says, you may be outscored, but you will never lose. In the closing section of the book, Carol talks about how beliefs are the key to happiness and misery because they will determine whether we limit ourselves or grow to our full potential. Beliefs are the first step that will de help determine our actions. It's important to remember that we can change our mindsets and our beliefs. Research shows that the brain is like a muscle. It changes and grows stronger when you use it. Hard things become easier as we do them more. Carol says, people with a growth mindset, when they're going through a hard time, ask themselves, what can I learn from this? How can I improve? How can I help people around me to grow? The growth mindset gives us courage to embrace our own goals and dreams. More importantly, it gives us a way to make them real. She recommends that we make specific plans to reach our full potential. That we ask ourselves, what are the opportunities for learning and growth today? 
for myself, for the people around me, then we need to form a plan and take the first step. In closing, we definitely recommend this book by Carol Dweck. We couldn't cover it all, but we hope this book review helps you build a great life today. Thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It makes such a difference as we try to help someone each week. And thank you for listening. We know your time is precious and it means a lot that you're here. We'll see you on Tuesday. Thank you.